Does the idea of having house guests feel both sometimes really fun and exciting, but also a little anxiety provoking? This is definitely the case for me as somebody who lands a bit more on the introverted side of things, where I want to create great experiences with the people who are connected to me, but I'm also really aware that my social battery can run out and that sometimes some of those dynamics are challenging. And so today's episode is all about how we set limits with guests over the holidays, although this is not specific to just the holiday season, this is going to be for you anytime you're looking at how you are hosting and receiving guests into your home and you want to find a way to do that that can feel really good for everybody involved, including you. You are listening to Bold as Love. This is a podcast where we talk about how we want to show up in our relationships, in our conversations, in our conflicts, and looking at how we can do that with more confidence, more courage, and more kindness, both for the other person and our own self. I'm your host, April Boyd, and I'm a psychotherapist, coach, and breathwork facilitator, and I thank you so much for listening to this today. I'm going to be sharing with you three ways that you can start to protect your own peace and your own energy when you're having house guests at your place. So thanks for listening. So the first one that I want to offer is that I think we need to set really clear expectations with the people around us so that we can get on the same page with how long we're thinking this visit is going to go, right? If somebody says, hey, I'm going to come and see you for the weekend, does that mean that they're planning to hang out with you all day Saturday? Or does that mean that they're planning to arrive Friday night and not leave until 10 p.m. on Sunday? So often we kind of figure these things out by trial and error, right? As we see what one person's definition is of you know, what dinner together looks like or what a hangout together looks like versus what your definition and expectation of that is. But the more that we can kind of get clear on one, what those pictures are that we have in our own head, right? If you say that you've invited people over for the weekend, as an example, what does that mean to you? Because here's kind of the challenge, We assume that we're all working with the same definitions of the same words, and that's absolutely not the case. Each of us have our own history. We each come from our own families where, you know, there's set traditions, set dynamics, and routines for us that we don't even really notice that we have anymore because this is just the way we do things. And often when we're merging, let's say with our partner's family or with other people that we're you know, bringing into our circle, we tend to assume that they know what we expect, that they are going to know and want the same things that we know and want. We assume that what we think how things are going to go is universal. And this can create a lot of tension and a lot of frustration and overwhelm. 
And so one of the things that we need to do is first really check in on what would you like things to look like? If it was just totally up to you, how would you like this visit to go? Right? Let's say somebody is, you know, coming to visit you. Do you want them there all week? Do you want them there for two weeks? Do you want them there for three days? So often when I'm talking to people about uh, the relationships and some of the challenges that they're having in relationships, what I hear from people is that they're kind of waiting to see what the other person does. They're waiting to see what the other person wants and what the other person suggests. And instead of doing that, I think there's a positive opportunity to check in with your own self. What would you love for this to look like? Now, of course we can say, okay, you know what? Really, I'd be maxed out after maybe a three-day visit, but they're coming a long way. And so, you know, I'm willing to be flexible and say, okay, they can come for the whole week, right? But it's important to flush out What would you love for things to look like? And when you have a sense of what you feel feels good to you, right? It feels like it's both kind to the other person, but kind to your own self. Then you're able to share those expectations with the other person, right? And this is such a gift when we let other people know what we would like to see happen, because Wouldn't it feel awful if you were overstaying your welcome with somebody, but you didn't know it? Let's say that they had other things that they needed to take care of or other priorities that they were really pushing to the side because they didn't want to risk telling you no or didn't want to risk hurting your feelings. That would feel awful, right? To know that you've been actually imposing on somebody without realizing it. And so this is the gift that you can offer other people around you. And we can start to do that with just some really clear language. We're so happy you're coming to visit. That's fantastic. You're more than welcome to stay with us Friday to Sunday, right? Or we're so looking forward to seeing you. But just so you know, we actually need to head out by 5 p.m. because we have a lot going on this weekend, right? As an example. So start to just really flush out and and get clear and offer that clarity to the other people involved. The other thing that makes this a whole lot easier that you probably notice I'm already doing is emphasizing that this person is welcome. Emphasizing that you want to see them. If somebody has not really had a lot of clear communication in their families or in their lives, it's kind of like that old idea that being assertive can feel to them like you're being aggressive. And I think this is one of the things that stops us from speaking up a little bit more about what we do want or what our boundaries are, because we don't want to be misunderstood and we don't want it to end up hurting somebody's feelings or having them take it personally or the wrong way, right? And so one of the ways that we can start to do that is to just cushion it a little bit. Emphasize that you want to see them. We're so happy you're coming to visit. That's fantastic. We're so looking forward to seeing you. It's going to be really great to spend some time with you guys, right? So when you're offering that, you're allowing the person to 
feel a connection with you, to feel that they are safe with you, to feel that they are welcome, right? This is where we're kind of taking care of them and taking care of yourself with the clear expectations, with your direct request. So happy that you're coming to see us. Just so you know, we've got a lot of stuff that we need to do and take care of on Sunday. So like if we could do breakfast together and then do our goodbyes, then that would really help a lot, right? Clear expectations. The next thing that we want to do is to really ask yourself, what's your worry about what this might entail for you? If there's some anxiety coming up, if there's some overwhelm coming up, if you're feeling a little bit nervous about the idea of having these guests over, what is your worry? When I check in on my own self, it's often that I'm going to be really maxed out, overly stimulated, right? Too much noise, too much going on, not enough quiet, not enough time to just be in my own head or connect with my own partner, right? And so when we can kind of check in on what it is you're nervous about, what are those fears, and get them out into the daylight, it becomes much easier to take care of them and address them. And it doesn't remain as just this floating anxiety. So when we look at this idea of what would make the experience easier for you, Would you rather go to their house where you have the freedom to leave when you're ready to go, (laughs) right? That often um, sometimes feels more comfortable for me because I know I can be in charge of if I am maxed out, right? Or the time and the visit feels complete, I can wrap it up and leave. And there's times when I really love to have people into my space because it can be in my own space, right? I can still have access to, you know, some of those other parts of my world, and my own private space to retreat into. So this is one that I actually uh, learned kind of the hard way. For my own self, it's become a bit of a rule that I never give up my bedroom. I know that when some people have, you know, a whole bunch of house guests over, they feel like the polite thing to do is really give the most comfortable space to your guests and you sleep, you know, in the living room or in the spare room or wherever that is. I've learned to not do that because I need a place of retreat and recharge for my own self. So for me, that means having my own space where I can go in and close the door. Maybe I'll say I'm going to go lay down for a bit, which might mean I'm having a nap, but it might mean that I'm just reading a book for a bit or I'm just like taking some solo time to recharge my own batteries so that I can return to the group and enjoy that experience again, instead of just pushing myself past my own limits, where then we know what that looks like, right? You know what that looks like when you've pushed way beyond what's good for you, right? The balance of what you need to feel okay. We get cranky, we get miserable, people start getting on our nerves, we start to resent that they're there, right? Like none of that is pretty. And I've certainly been there. (laughs) So starting to look at what is your fears? What are you worried about? And what would make that more comfy and easier for you? And again, letting people know that in a really clear way. 
hey, I know we usually come to your place each year, but we'd really love to host you at our place this time, right? Maybe you're just tired of all the work of being the one packing up and driving, you know, across a province or across town or whatever that is to make these connections, right? Maybe you would just like to simplify your own schedule and your own day, Relationships are allowed to be give and take and traditions are hard, right? Because again, this goes back to this idea of what each person is expecting without even necessarily consciously being aware of what they're expecting. So this is where we sometimes get the pushback of like, but we've always done it this way, or I always host it at my house, right? Or this is what we always do. And I saw this like great quote somewhere that said, Tradition is just peer pressure from dead people. (laughs) And I love that so much because I think tradition can be really beautiful and really useful in some ways, but I think it can also be a way to maintain control, right? We've always done it this way. And my preferred way is that we keep doing it this way, right? Like people never argue for tradition when it doesn't benefit them. And of course, this is deeply tied to issues of oppression and racism and patriarchy and all of that kind of stuff. When we start to look at, you know, who is benefiting from this tradition? It's usually the person who's advocating that we keep it, right? And so permission to expand, permission to get a little flexible here, permission to rock the boat. Because here's the thing, when we rock the boat, I don't think we're just doing that for our own self. I think we're giving other people permission to be a little bit more of who they are and to also be allowed to be more safe and more comfortable in those social settings as well, right? And so, for example, if I can kind of be a bit more transparent about my basic human need to go and be able to recharge my own batteries in the middle of an extended multi-day hangout with people, (laughs) right? That like at various points, I'm probably going to take off and disappear for a little while into my own bedroom or into my own space. If I can be transparent about that need and kind of nonchalant, here's what I need. It's no big deal then I'm also giving permission for other people in the room to take care of their selves, themselves and to look at what they need and to make it okay to rock the boat and rock tradition. You are opening a door, both that's modeling this for the younger people and creating more safety and acceptance for the people that also would maybe like to change up their traditions. So checking in, what would feel good for you? So the other thing that I think is really important to keep in mind is even when we've set our limits, even when we've been really clear with the expectations, even when we've had really direct conversations with people and essentially contracted and agreed on what's the plan, there's times when that still really goes sideways. I've had situations where I've been really clear on, 
okay, you're coming to stay with me for multiple weeks, right? As a visit. And that's great. And, you know, here's what I need some of this to look like. And there's times when I've been really clear about my expectations for like the schedule or the calendar or like how much together time we're going to have or whatever that is. And people have said, yes, 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 that's great. And then when the time came, nothing happened, (laughs) right? The plan was that they were going to take off for a few days on their own, do some of their own traveling or whatever that is, and then return back so that we would have a bit of a break. They would have a bit of a break, but it turned out I was the only one that needed a break (laughs) and they didn't go, right? And so even though we had made this plan ahead of time, right? Even though I had been really clear on what I needed and what I wanted this to look like in a way that was like kind and not personal because it's not personal. It's just a need that I have, right? Too much social stimulation and I can't do the other things in my life that matter to me, right? I would not be recording these podcasts because I would not have any of the bandwidth left that it takes to do that. So let's say that you've been really clear, you've set your limits, you've set your expectations, you've set your boundaries, you've spoken up, and the person is still either unwilling or unable to speak to stick to the plan. I think there's a lot of power and value in that instead of putting yourself at the mercy of happenstance or of a difficult guest who's a bit oblivious or a bit of insensitive to, you know, the needs of other people around them, you need to plan how you're going to take care of your own need. So for example, kind of like that idea of retreating into my own bedroom, I also give myself permission to like do things on my own when needed, right? So maybe that's just a trip to the store. Maybe that's that I get out for a long walk or a run, right? I remove myself out of this position of feeling like I have to be the hostess with the mostest at all points in time and instead look at the idea that, you know, they're just integrating into our circle in our life right now. And for me, that means I still get to have some of my own needs. I still get to have some of my own solo time. Because the other thing that happens is that we kind of put our well-being into somebody else's hands, right? And we say, okay, you know, I'm going to be fine and I'm going to be okay as long as this person does X, Y, and Z. But if they don't do that, where does that leave you, right? And there's a lot of reasons why people don't do that thing. You've probably heard me talk before. I think some people just really don't understand perspective taking and empathy, they don't really understand that, especially as a more introverted person, that this is not you rejecting them by wanting time on your own or solo time. This is like a basic need, like water, oxygen, food, right? And so they don't value it. They don't understand it. And so they don't take care of it because they don't really eat right? And the other thing is that sometimes things just happen. People get sick, right? So maybe they end up at your place longer than you think they're going to end up there. All of those different things. So 
You need to look at being the guardian and the caretaker of your own needs throughout the visit. And I really believe in the idea of win-win relationships. I want other people to feel good, but I also want to feel good too, right? This is the model of relationship that helps me get very clear and grounded in what I'm doing and why. I am seeking win-win. Back in the day, I was seeking win-lose without even realizing it. Their needs could be met, but it was fine that mine weren't getting met. They were okay. They got what they wanted. Didn't really matter that I was not getting what I wanted. Win-lose. Isn't win-win a much kinder arrangement? So just to recap, You want to set limits while letting them know that you value their relationship. You want to see them. You want to spend time with them so that you can buffer and help prevent any hurt feelings. You want to get clear on what the picture is that would feel best for you. How much time feels okay? What location? Who's doing the cooking? How would you like the activities to go? What would make it feel good for you? What do you think would be great to be able to share with and offer the other people? Right? Getting clear on what you'd love for this to look like. And then lastly, never relinquishing responsibility for your own needs throughout the visit. You can't put your well-being into somebody else's hands and expect them to keep it well-polished, right? Chances are they're not even taking very good care of their own well-being half the time, or they just need something very different than what you need and they can't relate to it, right? Like, you're the one who knows what you need. You're the one that knows how you're doing. You're the one that knows what feels good to you. You are the guardian of your own self. So I hope you found that useful. If you did, please share this episode with somebody that would also benefit from this. And I'm going to include a link to my boundary setting workshop. It's a free workshop. There is a workbook that I think is actually fantastic if I do say so myself and a video that you can use to help you sort through where there's some boundaries that you need to tighten up in your life and whether or not you want to speak up and how you want to do that if you do decide that you need to speak up. This workbook is going to guide you through all of that. So I hope you found this useful today and I will see you next time. Take care.